Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another weekly catch-up podcast. It's Wednesday, November 18th, 2020, and this is the, what is this, the 57th, bro? I think it might be the 57th. This is 57 or 58, folks. We're happy to bring it to you. Uh, 57. 57. Thank you, sir. Um, My name is Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Just the two of us. We can make, make it, it if we try, try. Just, just the, the two, two of us. Oh, I'm going to want to go back and redo that part. Brad, you're such the singer here. Mono e mono, man. Um, had a lot of fun over the last three weeks. Um, Austin and Shannon, Michael, Heston. Uh, thanks to all of you for coming on. We've enjoyed uh, all the collabs on social media and yeah. just your insights on the show. But I'm relieved to just be back in the cocoon with you, B-Rad. Just locking eyes with you? Yeah. We're just, man. Okay. <laughs> Try not to derail me this quick. <laughs> we are back, I'm like, baby. don't be gay and we are, genuine. We are back. <laughs> Will you, uh, you do got, your thing? You, do you, your got, thing? you got those thighs. <laughs> you got those thighs showing in those gonna, shorts. We got to redo the whole boilerplate. <laughs> Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. You're a mess tonight, bro. What? What's going on with you? <laughs> Why are you coming on to me, bro? <laughs> Listen, man. You hit me with those baby blues, and mm. I, I just don't know what to do with myself. Especially but... with that blue and white checkered shirt, son. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So... It's almost like I bought the shirt. I didn't buy the shirt, but I dress in blue because I know it makes those baby blues pop. Oh, yeah. That, that's what we do, you know? Yeah. Are you a little bit more green? You know, not more green than blue, but more green than me. Yes. Like if I wear a green shirt, my eyes will look green. We literally are looking into <laughs> each other's eyes. I'm saying, man, you're postured. You know, you got your hands on your on your knees there. And anyway. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. Another two hours of no swearing. Just a bunch of sexual tension between two straight co-hosts. What the heck? We are on this tandem bicycle We're just strolling along. I like to think of it as synchronized jump rope myself. Did oh, you ever do that? Like two? Like, like uh, double dutch? You could do, uh, <laughs> uh, well, wasn't there two variations of this where you could like, one person could jump two ropes or two people could jump the same rope? <laughs> 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 I haven't jumped rope in a minute, man. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Seems like one of us works at a school. Like they don't have yeah. like, Oh, you work at a high not, school. Yeah, I'm not jump rope. It's exclusively place. high school. Yeah. Um, what's what's going on with that? Are you are we you are out of your back, mandatory period? We are back in the classroom. All right. Yeah. With the you know today's Wednesday, so we got two more school days, and then we're on Thanksgiving break. So <laughs> just two more just, sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in time for everyone to gather around their family and catch some more COVID. Bro, depending on where you are. Like they are locking stuff back down. Like Chicago went on mandatory lockdown this week and 
the state of, I think it's Washington mm -hmm. or something like that, uh, or is it Oregon? I think Governor Jay Inslee, didn't he ban, um, like you can't have more than one living household represented in your household Oh, like for Thanksgiving. So my family can't go see your family for Thanksgiving Got in it. their state is what I'd kind of, you might Google that as some like double check that stat for me, but yeah. that is, uh, yo, if that's not unconstitutional AF, I don't know what is. And I, I get that we need to, some of the pandemic restrictions and best practices and the different things that we are doing for the, the betterment of our health and preservation, mm -hmm. you know, it's you not always going to fall beautifully into the lines of the constitution per se. You said Mark Baisley. Uh, no, I said Jay Inslee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, uh, uh, white guy name, white guy yeah. name. Well, Mark Baisley is over here in Colorado making some rules too. So. What is he doing? Um, you have a constitutionally guaranteed right of free assembly. And so, oh, we need to go to Colorado, I guess. Sounding like that they can get together. I mean, they're winning for a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Mountains and. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, which state did you say? Uh, Washington or Washington or Oregon. It's Governor Jay Inslee, who I'm pretty sure is Washington. One of those failed states. Got it. Governor Jay Inslee. COVID-19. All right. So you're back. And so what's the latest over there? Um, we still have a few teachers that are out. Uh, so a bunch of substitutes. And the substitutes are basically just coming in and watching the kids while the teachers are online still teaching from their homes. Okay, so kids are commuting into the schoolhouse and then watching the class via Zoom that the presenter is doing from Some, home. because we have like two teachers that are still at home. But the thing is, our basketball season started this week. And so the kids, it, they're not allowed to stay home and then show up for a basketball game, right? So we have like, that's an incentive for a lot of kids to come back to school. Um, so here we are. So we had our, we actually had our first game of the season yesterday. We won 98 to 40. Was, Goodness. Oh, and we could have ran it up even more, man. It was. And you guys, you didn't even practice. No. Because like, you were supposed to start Dude, practicing. When I tell you, I was so impressed by how we played. Like, it was insane. Straight dunking on these fools. Like, what L was. L literally. That's crazy. We, and we don't even have a tall team. I have a bunch of kids that are like five, eight to 10 dunking. <laughs> what? Yes. Like little spud webs? Bro, it, it's an incredible sight. We just ran that court, uh, full court press until we were up by like 30 and then um, put in the bench. Like we, we scored 98 and we played our bench for like a full quarter. Um, it was. Jeez. So for, for. Most of our listeners who are probably non-Adventist, um, we're all of these things that we're about to say are relative in like the leagues that we're playing in. Yeah, we're, if you we're went never to public gonna, school like D one, like yeah, if you're we're not Florida, it's not going to be impressive to you. All right, but, but I just wanted to preface this yeah. comment with that. Isn't it weird how CTA has always been like super competitive at basketball at yeah. the high school level? Almost like they're they're harnessing that competitive energy, mm -hmm. and then those same kids in a year will walk across the street to Lysky Pultar, where all their hopes and dreams will just die, and they're like, "Hey, we're not that serious about this here." Like, yeah. what happened? Where's that breakdown? Because I remember going to, um, I think I went to go see 
like Lance Johnson and Mike Hossel back in the day mm-hmm. at like a CTA um, basketball tourney. Right. And it was like lit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I guess the Hoops Fest at oh, yeah. college, but that was mainly, that was high school that and was high college, school. right? No, it was just high school. Oh, that's the college, why. The college provided, you know, the, the gym and everything. Um, but it was only high school playing. I just don't know why they choose to only make one sport competitive, and that sport is gymnastics at the collegiate level. Yeah. And I, the weirdest folks on gymnastics. Right. Um, I, I don't know either. I know basketball. I mean, honestly, I think a few years before you and I got there, they were legitimate. Like back whenever Francis had first shown up. and You're talking about Swahoo? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause I know that they used to be able to compete and then it just kind of ran its course. Um, I would say a lot of the kids from CTA, once they get to Southwestern, like I know a lot of our good players from last year, only one of them tried out and joined the team. The rest weren't even interested in playing. And I think that's kind of because of the reputation of the team. They're like, well, we're not going to lose by a hundred points. Um, and so they're just like, you know, we'll, we'll play intramurals and have fun with our friends and get our studies done and call it a day. Yeah. So, well, didn't Francis retire as like the all-time leading point scorer after 13 seasons? That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Shout out. Shout out Francis. <laughs> Shout out to Pebbles. Um, um yeah, man. So that's so you're good? Are yeah. you happy that people are you masking up or what's going on? We so we are 100% masked now even if you are closer than than 6 feet. So if you are in the classroom, once you step into the building, you are masked up until lunchtime, then, you know, kids got to eat. So we're taking off our masks and then as soon as lunch is over, we're putting them back on. Um, in some ways your new system is the most foolproof because I've long advocated that it's got to be super hard for these teachers that the worst possible scenario is you have some in real life students and you're zooming to the virtual students. I've never understood that. And so I always had said, why don't they just put the teachers in one room and the students in another and they just zoom back and forth to each other. <laughs> but this system where the adults that are more at risk, especially mm-hmm. the older ones, the older teachers, right. they stay home, they zoom back to a classroom full of virtual kids and the, the students at that age are less likely to contract mm-hmm. it. And if they get it, it's probably not going to do much. Right. Um, and they can take advantage of intramurals and all of this. You're still yeah, doing like, masks. Like the reason we all went home is because basically our entire volleyball team got the vid. And um, the vid. Yeah. And, and they, they were fine. <laughs> the Rona. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's kind of funny that I'm sure that we'll, if you're looking at this show from a, a national perspective like it seems super out of touch you know to listeners in new york or chicago yeah. or california because i've been talking to customers in these various markets and uh you know selling software that focuses on building stronger relationships mm-hmm. especially during a time like this you know when when technology unites us um i know that i'm at even more of an advantage for those markets to sell into because it, it, it's very respective to wherever you are in the country. Like some people are on utter lockdown right now. Yeah. Like toilet paper is being rationed again type deal. Which is, yeah. At the grocery store. I don't get it. I saw on Monday Night Football, they were playing in Chicago, or I think they were playing in Chicago. And the announcer comes on and he says, Well, I mean, nobody's going to be here because. Chicago is on lockdown, you know, mandatory stay at home orders again. And 
so you're bound to be tuning into this game because you probably are home and stranded and nothing else to do. And yep. I just realized like the thought of going back for another like really, you know, intense shutdown uh, or lockdown just scares me half to death. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think we're, we're going if we go into a second lockdown, I feel like we should definitely go into it more prepared. I, I think that a not that I'm just like wanting money, but for those that are having to stay home and, and stop working, like I think another stimulus plan like needs to be put in place and in action before we even decide to shut down. That way people know that they're secure and can pay rent and are good to go. Um, I don't think we should just kind of be left stranded like we were uh, several months ago during the first one where it's like, okay, are we allowed to leave? Like what's going on? How long is this going to last? Um, what are the rules? I, I just think it can be handled a lot better this time around. Yeah. I mean, uh, you would hope that what second or third lockdown in that they would be a little bit more ironed out of the kinks, but uh, I guess it depends on, which administration is in office to a certain extent, like to set the national tone. Um, yeah, we, we can discuss that, that stuff later, but yeah. glad you're back. Glad yeah. you're well. I've actually been feeling kind of COVID myself yeah. in certain ways. Like it's, I was telling you before the show, like it's kind of awkward when you kind of get the sniffles and you mm -hmm. don't have COVID. Like, yeah. Well, that was me last week. I don't know if you noticed, but like I was a little stopped up and I'm like, okay, well, I hope I don't seem suspicious out here, but yeah. And um, I was thinking like, do I tell him before he like, <laughs> how seriously do I have to take this? Because, mm -hmm. you know, every day that I've gone to work, I, I work from home today, but I had normal temperatures. Yeah. Granted, I took, um, I took some ibuprofen in the, each mm -hmm. of those mornings just for aches and pains. Yeah. Uh, and cause I have a bad habit of just, taking it true daily yeah I, I i take my temperature three times a day uh, so i know i'm good um but yeah last week um i think it's just the weather changing i mean that happens yeah. to me every year you know it's just this you just get a lot more suspicious uh in these in this day and age you know it, it's a lot of things it's like the year wrapping and a, a lot of people's work is intensifying if you're in retail or e-commerce selling goods mm -hmm. um i know that I mean, we can get into this a little bit later, but I'm working like kind of around the clock for the first time in my life. Like it's, mm -hmm. I've never worked harder. Yeah. Um, so just the fact that I'm able to steal away for this is, uh, I, I plan around it every mm -hmm. week where it's like, Hey, if I have to expend any amount of social or personal capital to, yeah. uh, to afford two hours a week, this is what I prioritize for sure. Appreciate um, that. Okay, so back to school. Yep. Uh, weather changing. COVID is like at an all time high. We just yeah, we just crossed two hundred and fifty thousand deaths. Still not a big death problem, honestly. Um, from a cases from contracted a, um, amount of people catching it. Well, like the mortality rate is not high. Yeah. Um, I think that's how you would say that. Mm -hmm. However, case like new cases daily. We're like, what are we at? Two hundred thousand a day or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's it's spiking. Yeah. But is there any good news? I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like Dolly Parton and, and everybody else got together and created a. Uh, what did I see? Dolly Parton, I think, funded a million or so uh, dollars to the people that created a vaccine um, for COVID. 
to Pfizer? Uh, yeah, I, the group with it might have been like a group within Pfizer. I can look it up. That seems weird that you would donate to Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. It uh, I don't. I know that she did something. Yeah, I got you. Just a sec. But I think that. And, uh, M- Moderna. Moderna. So she gave money to Moderna. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, you know what? The New York Times is trying to make me. Oh, a dollar. They don't give you anything. They don't give you anything, bro. They used to give you like three free. Yeah. Oh yeah, she donated a million bucks to COVID nineteen vaccine research. Okay. Uh, back in April. That's and a drop um, in the pan to her. Right. But the I think the running joke was like Dolly Parton came to save the day, and um, they they should be pushing that vaccine out here shortly. I used to be utterly like I wanted to be with her romantically. Like I wanted to be her young man um, <laughs> when I was a child, you know, yeah. like, you know, five, 10, 12 years old type deal. Uh-huh. Uh, I was kind of infatuated with her for a time. I should not probably be saying all this, <laughs> but um, we, my parents used to take us to. Uh, are you familiar with Branson, Missouri? Of course. Yeah, I've gone there with my parents many moons ago. Kind of a little wholesome gym in some ways. It's just I've got a lot of fond memories there. I probably haven't been there in uh, probably more than twenty years at this point. Yeah. But uh, we went several times, and among the highlights that we always did religiously, mm-hmm. uh, and forgive the the slang, forgive this term, everybody. But we went to Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede, and it was basically medieval times, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was North versus South, and they served you chicken, and it was a Civil War reenactment, and mm-hmm. Dixie Stampede, and the South would always win, and everybody was cheering. <laughs> you know, this yeah. was in the '90s, right? And they would have like horses and battles, and it was so much fun. You could mm-hmm. go before and like. Have you been to this one? I I can't remember. I've I've only been to Branson once, and I don't remember exactly everything that we did. Well, I'll never forget. We went, I don't know, probably two or three times, and had like little, you know, inside family jokes and stuff from that particular show, just because we got to know the show, and she has it all branded merch. Mm-hmm. Like she's making money hand over fist, and that's just one of her things that is yeah. going on under management. And as you're leaving, uh the Dixie stampede. Uh, there's this huge, like probably 10 or 15 feet tall, just like gorgeous, like portrait type photo of her. And like this big frame that mm-hmm. you walk down a flight of stairs and she's just like there, mm-hmm. um, on the wall in front of you as you go out and you know, and look, you were sold. I was just, like, I was that's in, the, that's I was the dream. I was in love with her. Yeah. I just, and, and Carson's been working nine to five ever since nine to five. I wish um, the the funny part about that whole story is that it's now Dolly Parton's stampede. Oh, got it. I don't know if you caught this news story. It was they changed the name. It was maybe within the last year for sure. Mm-hmm. But she apparently got out in front of it mm-hmm. and realized whenever Lady A and all of well, those name changes well, were occurring. The, the Dixie Chicks are now just the Chicks. The Chicks. Yeah. It was right around that time that she kind of proactively saw that news story coming. Mm-hmm. And she changed it. And then she put out like a little presser or something saying, well, 
you know, I'm just a good Southern girl. And if, if I'd known that anything made anybody feel bad, I would have taken it down even sooner. I believe her, though. And uh, it was just brilliant because she has a shtick. But I'm telling you, that woman is like from a business perspective, mm-hmm. ice cold water <laughs> running through her veins. Yeah. And I say that with all the respect in the world. I think that's why I'm in love with her to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it's making more and more sense. Um, so anyway, that's kind of like <laughs> that's my 20 years with Dolly, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are full circle. She's she's uh, saving the world from COVID. Yeah, I think that. I don't know. Some of it, I, I'm just going to put this out there that she's a great person. She's a beautiful woman inside and out. Uh, she also has a press team that's looking out for her. And sure. like, what is it? Her billion dollar empire at this point? Like, oh, it's got to be. I'm pretty sure she's like a billionaire. I can look up her net worth. Yeah. You, do you trust those Google searches where they always return the net worth of whoever? Well, I'm not showing up on it. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she's put at 600 mil okay um, dude that's like beyonce territory yeah yeah that's not bad will you look at beyonce's net worth yeah is it like is hers more than jay's now you know i do well, feel like she, she's she's at uh 400 mil then jay-z no. has to be way more he's he's he a billion 500 no he's a billion oh okay yeah because he he owns arenas. He has the title music service. He um, owns anybody on title. S- several, a lot of people are actually on title. Really? Yeah, like serious audio files, as as they're called. Um, title actually offers the best sounding quality um, music service. Like their file sizes for the songs uploaded are. are um, larger and so some people don't like that because the songs take up more space on any device but they the quality if, if you have an ear for it it's just a lot more clear and then they have exclusives on there they they debut music videos and different things like that um, so they're doing it's like a niche streaming service but they're doing quite well it's like niche high-end yeah okay I appreciate that education because I've always wondered about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not the person that goes and downloads a new app. Um, speaking of apps, I feel like you you were like bleeding edge when you were telling me about Parlor, bro. That was Heston. So oh. I, I actually corrected it on on the notes, but that was I can't take credit for it. That was Heston that brought that up. Well, Heston was bleeding edge on that, and dude. That is so interesting because he was talking about how 95 percent of the people back home in Canadian. You know, mm-hmm. rural panhandle Texas. We're talking about Parlor. Right. He literally had like the ear on the ground moment because it was not three days later that I saw it on Fox News and mm-hmm. CNN, and then I saw people start like quote tweeting stuff. Yeah. And wow, he was like day one yeah, of understanding he that. It. He nailed it. Wow! Shout out to you, Heston. Um, Loved having you on, buddy. Yeah, Heston. A, a lot. Of, I, I listened back and. Um, just really appreciate it. And I, I loved learning more um, about everything that you do. I, I know that you were explaining the security and everything and listening back. I'm like, oh, dude, I should have understood that more easily in real time. But I think I was trying to jump in and like ask questions and everything. Um, but listening back, like, I mean, I just want to reiterate that what you have going on is, is just incredible. I, I um, also felt dumb. And yeah. like I was talking to my parents and I was like, I should have known. They were like, yeah. do you not know about well, money? And yeah. I was like, I know about aspects. Well, of money. for me, I was talking about the security and I was like, oh, so they could like be 
heading out of the school and like you could track them and he's like no the point is so you know where they are within the school like and the 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 point is you're not infringing on their privacy whenever they leave that um, that q a that exploration mm -hmm. is a great like there yeah. are no dumb questions in that scenario and i will tell you i've been briefed pitched updated on that company for the last 12 months minimum mm -hmm. you know since before it was a company or you know the cake mm -hmm. that was it was basically the underlying infrastructure back in that time yeah. and my exploration he had never even my mom said he had never conveyed it like that like i got it for the first time and yeah. it was you know it was really cool um definitely by the way i want to do one more correction and then get off this topic real quick okay <laughs> my parents were talking about the dino dig part uh -huh. and they were like, sounds like something happened with you. And I went back and listened and I was like, he, he had asked me if a part of me died. And then I was like, yeah, but a part of me came to life too. <laughs> and uh, then I realized like the time of life and all of this. And I was like, you guys think I lost my virginity <laughs> on the dino dig, don't you? And they were like, we kind of do. <laughs> So I wanted to tell the uh, the audience that that did not happen. Yeah, and so you're never mind. <laughs> Let's just keep pushing. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so oh, what were you about to say? The jokes that could be made. I don't know. Um, speaking of apps, I do have one that I do want to put you on game to. Yeah. Have you heard of the Clubhouse app? Yeah. You have. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is new to me. I, I've learned about it within the past week. Um, but those that don't know what the Clubhouse app is, it's a very exclusive app at the moment um, where a lot of celebrities are coming in and, and talking about it. Um, let's see. The app, users can enter into different rooms to listen or participate in a conversation. They're able to see who else is there and they can also see their profiles. And the person who made the room is the one who bestows speaking privileges onto the participants. Um so I just thought that was interesting. I know Joe Budden had been talking about that on on his because I guess he's part of it. It's at the moment it's invite only. Um, but I thought that was interesting because then Twitter also this week released their fleets, and we've talked about that many episodes ago. Whenever they first announced um, that they were going to be had to have been doing something twenty like that. episodes ago. right. That's what I'm saying. So they finally rolled it out this week, in which you know it's just like Instagram stories or Snapchats. It fleets, meaning like fleeting moments, they disappear after a certain amount of time. Um, and so it seems like all of these different social media, you know, platforms are really changing up what they're doing within the past month or so. Instagram has completely reformatted. I don't know if your Instagram has updated yet. Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah, it is. And it's, it's like a store now. Yeah. Somebody tweeted that. Instagram became WhatsApp and Twitter became Instagram. Mm -hmm. So we're all just on. Did I say WhatsApp? Yeah. Uh, Instagram TikTok. became. Yes. TikTok with all the with all the moments. Is that what they're reels. called? Reels. Oh, reels. Reels. So Instagram became TikTok and Twitter became Instagram. Yeah. So we're all on all TikTok. On... Uh, and yeah. it was funny because it was like banned and like mm -hmm. uh, marginalized. And then so going back to your clubhouse thing. Mm hmm. I feel a little bleeding edge with that because that started like within the investor community. Okay. Like that was all I saw on my Twitter chatter from VCs and tech people out in the Valley and Colorado and stuff like that was like, who 
get me on a clubhouse invite. Yeah. And it almost be, it became a very memeable thing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the chatter that I subscribe to is very strange in that it's like this nerdy, um, ironic commentary on politics and startups sure. and a lot of like people that I really just admire and I want to get their nuggets like Paul mm-hmm. Graham, the founder of YC, um, Austin, the founder of Lambda School, Heston, founder of Flybox, <laughs> you. Um, you're the most viral dude I know in IRL. I've on had Twitter. my moments. Uh, so Clubhouse, to the extent that I feel like the memeable moments from the investment community have already come and gone with Clubhouse. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of a yesterday's story, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong on this, but I really feel like it was mainly like VCs and technologists and maybe some mm-hmm. of the celeb bleedovers because there are a lot of celebrity investors now. Yeah. You know, like Ashton Kutcher you know, is always at like YC Demo Day Mm -hmm. and he's actively investing in companies. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these celebrities that are, you know, musicians or actors, they're really trying to branch out and even like leave their life. They're like, you know, that's my that's my window of opportunity is like I can blow up and have a hit song or a hit movie. And then once I acquire that income, then I can start investing and I can see myself out. You're seeing like a lot of... um, a lot of big names like they're not making as much music anymore i mean i think were we talking about jay-z just yeah we were talking about title and everything but jay-z i mean he doesn't ever have to put out another album um and he's made a lot more money from his other ventures than he ever did from music um and, and so it's just interesting to see celebrities kind of turn and start owning like sports teams and and all these you know, investing in apps or, or land or, and you know, just all these different things. It's kind of, kind of cool. If you have a bunch of expendable income or, you know, money lying around, there is no single greater way to generate a return of astronomical proportions than to pick a rocket ship on its way to an IPO mm-hmm. and invest early. So if you have, if you're Ashton Kutcher and you have, 25 30 million dollars laying around in your Mm -hmm. b of a then if you get in with the right people who are scouting those deals there's there was a uh i think it was like a church school that invested i think they were general were they limited partners they were limited partners in the fund that invested in snapchat Mm -hmm. back in the day i think they invested their their portion was fifteen thousand dollars and the return at IPO is $24 million on the 15000 Uh Paul Graham tweeted out the other day. I can't remember what, what company it was. It was like $50,000 in um, this company right after demo day would net you $12.5 million hmm. at this next valuation or this next um, liquidity or yeah. they, they IPO'd. I can't remember which company he was talking about. It was a YC company. Um, but that's the whole gamble, you know, like right. they have all this expendable income and it's a, a way that you can also make your money work for you and be somewhat more discreet. And they're, they're not mm-hmm. always trying to be, but they realize that, man, if I say anything or do anything uh, that the general public or the media rejects or doesn't like, yeah. I may not get that ne- next like Netflix acting job. Right. But I mean, it's it's a safer in a way, it's a safer bet for them because they're like, OK, I can put money behind this and buy a bunch of stock in this business or this this you know venture and then i don't have to be in the limelight i can just help fund it exactly and i'm not going to say anything stupid 
Um, my name, uh, you know, I'm not on any billboards or anything like that. I don't have to do any promo for for any releases. I'm just chilling. And you guys do all the work. Here's my money. Help it grow. Yeah. No, if you can serve as a connection source and um, or if you just want to write a check, you know, yeah. that that's the ultimate goal, right? You know, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect for this day and age. And, you know, with all the cancel culture, it's like, I'm just going to I'm just going to fund this and I'm going to sit back, watch my money pile up. So you brought up that was Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, then you brought up. What was the next? It was Twitter. Twitter. We talked about the it fleets. was so trippy when I first saw that because I, I flashed back to that podcast episode probably mm-hmm. 20 weeks ago or something. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I guess it finally I happened because yeah. they, they beta test certain demos mm-hmm. prior like michael had a version of instagram that i'd never seen i think mm-hmm. i still have never seen it mm-hmm. um well and i know twitter they allowed you to um some people i never got this rollout, but it was where you could just record your voice and post it yeah but now that, that but now that's been integrated or th- that's still a th- is that separate from the fleets because i still don't have that i have the fleets now i'll let you click through when we turn our phones yeah. back on at the end because i don't i haven't had a whole lot of time to the whole Instagram update, I I have not even humored it by going through it. Like I've right. rejected every aspect yeah. of it. I don't watch reels. Uh, I, I you know I will in the future. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I want to ask you is, do you see any of these? Like, are these platforms going to continue growing, and are, are we just going to adapt to it, or do you think any of them are going to fall off after making? Like, what are your predictions? Is what I want to know. Because we, we come on here, we talk a lot about like what we think is going to happen. A lot of times, we're we you know we can be right. Yeah, Every not, once in a while, you know, we dumb. have to make some corrections. But so I, I'm curious. Do you think like Instagram is going to fall off and we'll get tired of it, especially with Twitter having like these similar you know stories that you, that you can post and and all that? I think that I think that Twitter and Instagram are technically in two different playing fields, right? Like Instagram mm-hmm. is so much more valuable. It generates so much more revenue at the moment. Um, I mean, so you're thinking I have not I've not seen a single person um, saying that they enjoy the new update, not a single one, not even whenever I saw, you know, the update trending, I searched through it and I did not see one person be like, you know, guys, I think this is going to be cool. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe just because we've had Instagram for years that, you know, we'll stay on it. And just uh, adapt to it, um, but typically I see some people at least trying to fight for you know whatever the update is. Um, I didn't <laughs> see any any positive feedback from this one. The new update is not as much of a mirror like before. It was okay. This is my feed, my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, next one is search. I miss the search. Like I miss yeah. that instant access to just global search there, um, and then you know post in the middle and then my likes and then my profile it was all about Mm -hmm. me and now it's so much more of like a come and enjoy the platform like look at all this content so i think that all i know is that the social media giants will continue to morph they will continue to add they'll continue to steal Mm -hmm. um i don't think instagram is headed towards a fall off uh i don't know anything i'm just commenting at large because they're owned by facebook and they're creating synergies and deciding what stays and what goes in each each of the products and now that it's under the same roof if you will yeah. uh they're not looking for those 
they're looking for competitive advantages against each other just in terms of like targeting and like who really likes this product, who are we building mm -hmm. this product for? Um, I think for a long time, Instagram was like more the solution for our generation. And then our parents got on that too. And it was like, crap. Okay. Uh, off to Twitter we go. We literally got a bunch of boys on Patreon, like yeah. Patreon and OnlyFans. We're going to see our parents on that <laughs> soon. <laughs> I mean, on, yeah. TikTok. Uh, yeah. A lot of parents have gotten on TikTok, dude. Um, or they just dance in their kids' TikToks and yeah. then they end up posting it on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, TikTok is now partially owned by, is it Microsoft? Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I know that there was two companies because I know that there's Oracle as well. And I don't know which one actually went through. Um, but I can look that up. You know, this is one of those things. Like, the way that a fund works is that a couple of really proficient people at sourcing deal flow that you know companies that are reaching an inflection point they need an infusion of capital and they're willing to shave equity points off for it yeah. uh, to propel them to the next level um a couple of those guys are steeped or girls are steeped in that world they have connections and they know people with money and so they go to people with money and say hey give us your money and we'll invest it for you and then any of the profits that we make from these successful returns you know, we get a percentage of that. Plus we have a management fee, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then those like, think of it as, um, Texas money could put, you know, their money into a, a fund out in Silicon Valley that's, yeah. you know, bidding on competitive SaaS software deals and they make the decisions on behalf of the fund and then they carry the profit whenever they end up putting in a million dollars into a company that, it then nets them, you know, a hundred million or a billion or whatever it is. So that's how they pay all their investors back with profit. And the main point that I'm trying to make here and I'm struggling at so hard <laughs> is that you can hide money. Like you don't know, even with TikTok and whoever owns it or if the Chinese still own it, blah, blah, blah. There's so much Chinese money in these funds and, you know, isn't like SoFi or what was the bank like that has so it's like comprised of foreign wealth essentially um i have no idea there's just a lot of instances where you can you know raise money from anywhere and then invest it under this moniker that everybody respects in your in your region mm -hmm. and it could have come from saudi arabia or you know china or whatever the case may be so when you talk about ownership and shared interests and stuff like we're so we're so interconnected globally mm -hmm. at this point like fiscally like yeah. do you know how much of our country other countries own like physical pieces of our country yeah or they've like bought the lease on a rare mineral or something like i don't know it's so incestuous the idea in some ways of borders and all of this like i i support them from a physical safety perspective mm -hmm. but they're you know, silly. The internet, you know, crosses every wall. Yeah. Yep. No, um, no borders there at the moment. Um, TikTok, the the creators, I guess, um, filed an injunction, and so in the t for the time being, um, the ban has not gone into effect. However, there is a deal that's still up in the air made by two corporations, one Oracle, mm -hmm. and I want you. Well, I don't even think you'd be able to. The second one being Walmart, mm -hmm. which 
which is crazy to me. I don't know. You talk about somebody that's pivoting things up and having to really look into new territories. They have to. It's Walmart. Yeah. Because don't you remember when Walmart acquired Jet? Wasn't it like Jet.com for like $3 billion or something? Yeah, I remember when Walmart was ruling the world. Yeah, the majority of our lives. Yes. It's only been in the last... I think Amazon is killing Walmart. Amazon's killing a lot of businesses, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I can, I can see them wanting to kind of make a shift and and I don't know. I don't know how they would play a part in TikTok unless they're they're, They just own it and kind of let the creators do whatever they want with it. Like, I don't know how that works, but I I don't know how they would. Maybe there's going to be a bunch of (laughs) rollback dances. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Yeah. You'll probably see it in their commercials and stuff. Uh, Get that dude that was drinking cranberry juice. And and will you explain that whole thing to me? Because I love that video. And who listen, it was was just a man. It was just a man (laughs) on his longboard with a cranberry <laughs> with a cranberry juice ocean spray uh, <laughs> bottle and he was sipping it while he was riding his longboard listening to Fleetwood Mac uh dreams and that it went viral the, the people were just so so i don't i don't even know the words they they just loved some type of way. it was a cultural moment he's already been featured in some commercials well, um, so I saw him kicking it with Snoop Dogg, and I was like, is this Photoshop, yeah. or what's going on? And people are like, that man is going to have to carry around Ocean Spray grape juice for the rest of his yes, life. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who's who anymore with the internet. Like, But that that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Anyone can become anything at any Bro, moment. Alternate realities, though. Like, oh, my goodness. So this dude blew up. You can be a star just for riding a longboard and drinking grape juice. And Fleetwood Mac, that, that has gone so viral that they're back in the charts again Yeah, that song. No, there's like, this is a whole cultural story that yes. we're referencing. Like, right. you know how much content has been produced by this? Mm-hmm. Did you see the Monday Night Football catch where oh. the, the Jordan glove got like all these millions of dollars worth of brand value from being so viral? Yes. And he made nothing. Because yeah. he doesn't have a deal with them. Right, but doesn't he have a deal with somebody else? Uh, yeah, but DeAndre, I, it was a DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Uh, yeah, but he didn't like he didn't make money off of that catch, is what I'm saying. Because the glove was in it, and he doesn't have a deal with them. Right, I, I think he was. If he's not really mad, right? I don't think so. I'm just saying, like that's a bummer for missing out. I think it was just like a quote tweet with an emoji or something. Like I didn't get paid for this or whatever. But yeah. and really, it wasn't a. It, it wasn't billions of dollars but first of all he was doing his job he was yep. wearing the gear that he wanted to wear right um it was a great yeah, yeah. photo i'm not like here great trying photo. to defend him saying pay the man i'm just saying like dang i kind of like if it were me it's like just for catching it and like nike's making this money i kind of wish i had a deal that's all like I, I, he's not mad and i'm not saying he should be or anything like that um yo nike is just like so perfectly straddling the culture yeah. wars the race war like the Dude, they're they're the political wars they're in it all they come out with these beautifully moving commercials each year um by yeah. signing kaepernick the amount of like the amount of free press mm-hmm. they got from spending money on press with yeah. that whole deal and that commercial um, like they are brilliant over there right now in terms of marketing yeah drake uh two singles ago he filmed his music video within the nike headquarters 
he's about to have a whole line released probably with his album in January. Um, like they have their hand in the cookie jar, man. They're, they're ready to go. Major. We were talking about Walmart then. So mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't know. I, I'm one of those shoppers that I'm always going to have to go to a local grocery store for certain things like hazelnut creamer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Prilosec OTC and uh, just whatever else I'm getting. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go based off of convenience. Mm-hmm. So when I lived in State Thomas, I had to go to that little neighborhood Walmart and that place was sketch AF. Like yeah. they always had someone zip tied there, you know, like it was <laughs> insane. Like yeah. they just had a cop station there all the time. And I saw so many people getting let out. Just uh, zip ties are alarming. It's like, where are the cuffs, bro? Like, like, yeah, they're just trying to break into those coin stars. What is that this? They have. <laughs> Narcos? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've seen some real sad situations over there. But thankfully, I shop at Kroger now, and it's the the gay Kroger over here in the I've neighborhood. Never heard that. That's Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it. Yeah, we don't got those in Mansfield. <laughs> well, you got one next door. <laughs> we just have Kroger. Bro, this is like, this is like the last time that we'll be here together. One of the, next to last time, probably. Yeah, expand on that. I know we talked a little bit about it last week. I move like a week from Saturday. That's insane. How or do you at feel? Least, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just like, we'll we'll, we'll talk about how I feel later because okay. I I don't have time to feel at the yeah, moment. Again, this is like such a special treat that yeah. we're doing this at the moment, and I think doing it well. Um, yeah. I've been, I've been distracted the last couple of weeks cause it's just, it's been a lot going on mm-hmm. um, work wise. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I'm moving. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm ready to get over there mm-hmm. and, um, it's just this weird, like you have to basically have you verse hooked up before you could really be there yeah. like all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I'm also like pairing everything back in the existing apartment and just deciding, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of stuff I really like to trash, honestly. Yeah. And um, you know, really cleanse in life, so to speak. Like definitely. Uh it was a different situation in which I entered this apartment and even a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been very rapid scaling up in, in many different ways. And I'm excited about that. But there's a lot of momentum generated by that. And right now with uh the startup we we've made some moves recently yeah you have um that have just generated uh more traction and more i described it to the team as i've been in sales for quite some time i've sold a variety of things and uh products services SaaS offerings and i've never had people try to claw a product out of my hands to this extent yeah and i've been in a situation where i'm averaging sometimes 15 external meetings a day mm-hmm. plus internal meetings. I ran my stats in HubSpot. I'm averaging like maybe 150 emails sent a day, 20 phone calls, 15 external meetings, one and a half internal meetings. Uh, and, you know, like deals created this month. We, I've booked 280 meetings this month. Yeah. I've, I've conducted, you know, a ridiculous um, several months worth of new customer meetings Mm -hmm. and uh, it's very exciting. It's where you want to be, but it's kind of all you do actually. Yeah. It's, it's consuming. That's literally what it's been like. 
Yeah, I, I typically show up what thirty minutes to an hour um, earlier than than when we press the record button. And many times you're still negotiating deals or you're showing um, to new customers, you know, your product and everything. And yeah, I definitely see you hard at work, and um, I, I've definitely seen you more busy within the past couple of weeks, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, no, a hundred percent. Like Brad's. Brad's fist bumped me during so many zoom calls and appreciate socials like off camera as he's walking in. Um, cause I'm always on a call still. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, I've started to actually get booked starting as early as 7am for internal external meetings and as late as what I have meetings going. I have meetings on the books through 7 15 PM central time tomorrow. Jeez. And that that's all well and good, you know, you're sitting down, maybe that's half the problem, but um, the issue is when, if I'm meeting with a new client every half hour, mm-hmm. like, and doing the follow-ups yeah. and documentation and all of these different things, it, yeah, I, I've had to skip needed bio breaks because I'm transitioning in between so many things. Mm-hmm. And all the while, you're running customer support, customer success, interfacing with the team on new things, like... Oh, it's insane. Oh, like yeah. you have to do three things at once all day without transition. Like I, I've never really had a position where I worked like 12, 15 hours a day, like hard, hard, consistently like mind work, you know, yeah. it's, it's grueling, grueling for sure. I woke up on Tuesday and I looked at my bed and I was like, was I even in this thing? Like, it looked like I hadn't moved. It was like yeah. a coffin. Like, the covers weren't even messed up. It was just so weird. But uh, hopefully it's – this is the moment that you live for, you know? Yeah, yeah it's what you guys have been working towards. So um, I think that's incredible, man. So hats off to you for all the hard work that you're doing and also being able to move into your new apartment next week. I can't wait to to record from in there. Or- and it's just – well, it's going to be right next to the uh, the pods. Or, yeah, that we, we can uh, just go there. Record yeah. in. True, it's right across the street. Yeah, I think that I, I'm I'm concerned about moving from a very nice little residential type area that's like right in the city, but it definitely is a little bit more pedestrian over here. Mm-hmm. More homes, more apartment complexes. To moving to, I feel like I'm moving back to like the Dallas shops at Legacy again, like kind of a little bit more urban development type area. And I'm super excited about that because I think that in some ways having the nightlife just downstairs, the ability to walk over to the AAC and just being kind of in the heart of the city is exciting to me. What scares me is thinking about the fact that you're down in Johnson County with fewer restrictions and able to have a more routine, normal life. And if I'm moving even further into city center, as we go into the cold months and potential lockdowns, that's the part where it's like, I could be damning myself in that process. I hear you. Yeah. That, I mean, cause the other option crazy. was certainly I moved next to my office amidst the pandemic where everybody's going remote and realizing you can move anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. So I could have moved to the burbs. I could have moved. Yeah. Shout out RIP Michael and Shelly. They moved to Frisco. Yeah. They're gone. Adios. So, you know, that was certainly an option. And Michael said, you should come up. And I, I paused for a second, you know, I was like, darn it, I'm not ready yet. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, Legacy West is like a new downtown, you know, it's 
it's way more grown up than even when I was there. It's on the come up 10 years ago. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about the decision in normal times. Uh, I hope that there's not imminent lockdowns that, you know, I'm just doing a, a reverse move because mm-hmm. I like being next to the office. I like being close to the action and, you know, I walk around the corner and there's channel eight and Victory right. park and that, that's exciting to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm probably definitely. picking a, a bad time, but I'll tell you it, when you pick a, it's like what you said, dude, you are so bleeding edge. Do you remember when you said on the podcast that you bet COVID was going to drive down rent for like the pen oh, or yeah. like the, what was it? The penthouse. And the first floor was going to be cheaper because mm-hmm. nobody would want to have to go up all the buttons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. Something like that. So I got a killer rate. Like mm-hmm. I walked in and I'd been scoping this place for a second. Oh, and our friend Ashley Grizafi, Big Grizz, yeah. hooked me up as well. Oh, really? Yeah, she's she's with Real Cool um, Real Estate, Okay, Real Cool Apartments. They do um, – they're essentially locator services. But she's awesome to work with just because she doesn't hound you with stuff. Oh, yeah. she's She just will like – she does what we used to do in recruiting. It was called a skill market where you would just – if you knew that this person needed copywriters, you would just send over your a blurb about the best copywriter that you came across recently Mm -hmm. and dangle it. Yeah. She kind of does the same thing with properties that are already kind of honed in on your search. Mm -hmm. So – I went and saw it myself, but she's taken me to other apartments in the past and she's just good at like communicating with you in a very millennial way. Like she'll literally send you links, prices, specials all via text and also does a lot of business on Instagram. Like Instagram stories changed up the real estate game in many ways because now people are demoing apartments and so she'll do a story Mm -hmm. of like a and just like record like a walkthrough or yeah like a awesome view or a setup a photo of like a model and throw a filter on that thing put miley cyrus on some <laughs> glitter in the corner yeah. dm for specials and that's producing clients you know yeah. and so they get paid i don't know what their split is but oftentimes those apartment complexes will pay them uh up to half or the first month's rent or something wow. for that yeah. so if you close like 30 apartments a month I mean, that could be like 15, 30 K. Yeah. So that's crazy. It is interesting. I was just sorry for verbalizing all no, that, but no. I told her that I would shout her out on the podcast because, um, she's the person to go to. Yeah. Shout out big Grizz, Ashley Grizzoffy. We, we love you. Yeah. Real cool. Um, she wants to go golfing sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Is she like, is she an avid golfer? She just thinks that that would be a fun outing. I don't know. If she just thinks it would be a fun outing, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> if <laughs> hey she's man. if she's like if she's like hardcore like legitimate, then I'll just let you two go. Um, but she's cool people. Yeah, she's one of those people that you, until I go play with her, I don't actually know which one she is. Right. Because I think I saw a photo of her out golfing or something, mm-hmm. and she was looking the part of the pro. Let me tell you, which I can believe. So, you know, she she's she crazy. Yeah, <laughs> she's talented. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she hooked me up with that, but I walked into the, uh, this mid rise that I'm moving into. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I loved is that the woman, the, the leasing agent that showed me around and did everything with me, uh, she lives there. She's lived on site for, since they opened It's mm. about five years old, five, six years old. She's been on site since day one. And when she pulled up the, 
the apartment that I wanted in the time range that I wanted, she kind of went, oh, wait, what? And she was like, honey, even with my employee discount, like this is like on par with me or even a better deal. Like she was amazed. So I got it mm-hmm. at just this amazing rate. So I'm super pumped because it got me everything that I wanted. And I haven't been in the actual unit. I know which <laughs> balcony it is. <laughs> And so I've gone to the parking garage next You've door. Been like staring at it from outside. No, I'm like, I'm trying to see what my view will be yeah. because I'm supposed to have a view where if you look to the left, American Airlines Center. Mm-hmm. If you look straight in front of you, it's the new um, whatever building that is that the high rise skyscraper yeah, yeah. they just built and the W Hotel. And then if you look over to the right, I'm supposed to see a little bit of victory, but I'm told. I should get like eight or 10 of the big buildings downtown yeah. skyline view. <laughs> so I'm just like nervously awaiting the day because <laughs> I keep drive. Whenever you drive by on 35, um, you kind of get more of the scale. So I've been like looking at it as I come back from the golf course. Like, what yeah. am I going to be seeing? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I'm sure it'll be great. Like how, how turned on am I going to be from this view? <laughs> no. So I'm uh, super excited. Glad yeah. to be close to work and, um, it'll be easier when you come over to, go record over there yeah i'm hype um speaking of moving i am helping courtney move into her apartment tomorrow wait what yeah so i i was it a tweet or an instagram where she yeah said, she tweeted like oh i packed all of my stuff in one day or something like that it was something um, cryptic and i was like what yeah. are you doing What's yeah going on? no she i mean she was just really excited because she had packed up everything on her own and um she's ready to move out so she will be moving um over in Fort Worth about uh, maybe like seven minutes from Cook's Hospital. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so she'll be able to get home a lot sooner and not have like as long of a commute, um, be able to get some more rest and everything and also have her own place. So she's super excited about it. So I'm actually going to be, as soon as I get off work tomorrow, we're going to be moving stuff and hauling everything in so yeah that's super super exciting yeah 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 i'm glad that she's not just living down further south um Mm -hmm. because that'll be a nice connect for you too yes i know you're gonna be buying a house next Mm -hmm. so it'll be nice to be able to go holler at her and kind of be in fort worth and yeah just different change of pace because you spend a lot of time in dallas coming to the show you spend a lot of time in Keene, mansfield um so it's nice that you have that that bridge oh yeah so Super thrilled for her and thrilled for me because I'm going to be over there all, all the time. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's, the apartment, it's, it's, it's babe. A, yeah, it's a nice little place. Um, Fort Worth is cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really excited. Are about you it. still thinking that you're going to buy, kind of over in that direction? Um, probably Burleson area because okay. eventually, whenever Courtney and I are under the same roof, you know, her commute will be to Fort Worth, and I'll be heading to Keene. And so I think that's like a nice middle ground. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind driving a little further. So if we did find a great place in Fort Worth, um, I'd be about it. But I, I'm thinking we'll we'll most likely in the future end up in Burleson. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So so yeah, um, that just adds to my busy week. Um, like I said, Monday, you know, we're finally back in the classroom. Yesterday we had our first basketball games. Today. Uh, podcast tomorrow moving Courtney Friday. What's Friday, my man? Um, oh, I know where you're going. I don't <laughs> yeah. <go> there. <laughs> Happy I, early birthday. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, didn't know you were going to bring that up. I'm, I'm not course. telling anybody. I'm, oh. I'm doing that passive aggressive thing this year where I'm like, we'll see if you remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> did you take it off of Facebook? Because uh, I actually, I went to go make sure and then it wasn't there. Oh, uh, really? Like your birthday is not on Facebook. So if you're wanting some love. Yo, that, that explains why my shout outs fall, fell off yeah, the last couple of years. Right, I yeah, used to get like... It's 200. not on there because I went to go make sure, but I i mean, I just know your your birthday is the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for remembering. I, I try, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not on Facebook. So if you're wanting some love this year, you Man. might want to put it up there. Yeah. But now if you see it, you're going to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I like it because my screen just cracks and yeah. like it. Congrats! I'm yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> Yo, can we talk about apps? Like, that is something. Has that not made your freaking day before? Oh yeah. When your whole screen, yeah. congrats. And yeah, just a whole waffle. Of you're money. like, whoa! Like, n- even on iMessage, when mm-hmm. you just type congrats, I'm so happy for you. Just, I love that explosion of mm-hmm. confetti. Oh yeah. It's, it's such a connection to real right. life and like excitement and. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what you're your work and company has dedicated themselves to is is kind of that you know somewhat that gratification right is is um i don't helping, know help helping here. other people um highlighting other people yeah, making yeah, other yeah. people feel good right uh the, the i i think it's a more even more like uh valuable and sentimental than the confetti stuff but what what i'm saying is like i totally see how the confetti helps but then within appreciate um it's like that tenfold. I think it's like when software positioned in a certain way can elicit human emotion mm-hmm. for positive, that's powerful. Yeah. And the congrats thing is something that it's like, oh, darn it. That just made my day. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shucks. It's yeah. just it's lines of code. But it's something that not what I thought you were gonna uh, lines of code. <laughs> Line, <laughs> it's lines of code. <laughs> so, Writ- where are you going with written this? by engineers <laughs> on lines of code? <laughs> if that's what you wanted. Um, but it, it elicits human emotion, and in the same way, there's nothing more gratifying than working with uh, a culture change agent mm-hmm. within an organization that's going to champion your product and your B Corp status Mm -hmm. and your purpose, your mission, your desire to build stronger relationships and um, promote more team cohesion and togetherness. Yeah. So I've had calls with, with customers where they literally, this is going to sound silly to some people, but they have literally gotten choked up and emotional and tearful receiving like their first recognition on the platform because the way that we've built it is to be intentional to be thoughtful, to be specific. I don't think that's silly at all. Like, I, but it, you know me, I totally resonate with that. People are moved by mm-hmm. some of the first actions that they do on the platform. And now with uh, Appreciate Social, it's just another ball game of like bringing people closer together. And it's super exciting. Yeah. I'll, I'll plug it. Like everybody on this show, listening to the show, should go to appreciate.com, sign up, and head over to the social tab and quick start one of those things or customize it with your own theme background, mm-hmm. your own music playlist choice. And what you can do is you can get into this social. You got to use Chrome or Microsoft Edge on your desktop or your laptop. Mm-hmm. It's going to require camera and microphone enablement. You're entering a fully immersive experience okay. with um, social agency. So what's the difference between 
like a Zoom call and appreciate social. Zoom call is kind of like your conference room. Mm -hmm. It says start meeting, end meeting, leave meeting. You know, it's squared edges, no social agency or ability to move, and one audio dominant speaker at a time. Yeah, It's your conference room. My guess is you've never been to a great party in your conference room. <laughs> you got to go to the bar across the street to do that. We're the bar across the street. We provide social agency. So when you get in, you're in this like kind of 3D fully immersive space against this background with a music playlist that's, you know, available for everyone. Yeah, it's dope. You're able to use your arrow keys to navigate around the social. And there's a map legend on your left hand side that shows all of your friends locations. And so if I see B-Rad over in the corner, I can mount, I can arrow key over to him. And as I get closer to him, his voice becomes more prominent in my ears. Mm -hmm. And when I'm standing next to him, I hear him perfectly. And we're in this like audio sphere. And then couple people across the room in the same uninhibited social space. We're not going in between rooms or Mm -hmm. meetings. It's all in the same across the room, just key over there. They're having a totally different conversation. Yeah. And you can facilitate up to 50 users in these socials. Yeah, I know. And Heston, Heston joins the room. He comes over to me as as you're walking over and I'm like, dude, you will not believe what Carson just said to me. And uh, Carson can't hear me because he scrolled over to the left (laughs) and we can gossip about him. And then I can see Carson's little bubble floating over to us and I can be like, hey, shush, shush, shush. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) dude. Yeah. I'm glad that I've I've shown a lot of my friends, you know, a lot of the guys that um, we were setting up for bachelor parties and different stuff this summer. We'd have appreciate socials and it just provides uh, the ability for mixing and mingling in a true to real life format uh, or setting. And it allows for making conversation, listening to music, but more than anything, you get to have true to real life social cues. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah, no, it, it's it's a lot more immersive than Zoom or Google Meet or anything else that um, I've been like. I mean, I from a teacher standpoint, I think that would be amazing. Is like I could have students move move around and and start in their own small groups. And on some group project or group assignment, and then I could come over to you know to each of them across the platform and and see how they're doing and talk with them and give directions just to one group and then head over to the other. Like social distancing and uh, distance learning, like I, I could see a lot of value in using Appreciate just for that. The very first customer of Social Only Appreciate Social mm-hmm. um, back before it was even out of private beta was the National Science Foundation. Really? For students. Oh, wow. Because they're, they have these uh, presentation nights where you have to defend whatever and you want to go to different areas of the room and talk to this student and then talk to that professor. Mm-hmm. And so they have networking events with the American Chemical Society, National Science Foundation, Emory University. They've been in the press for us recently. because wow. So that's what's really happened here. Yeah. You this, guys have... This got picked up in the press. Yeah. Because... Um, you know, essentially, employers are coming out of open enrollment and, you know, COVID to some of them are going back into COVID. But uh, everybody just realized, oh, shoot, it's about to be the holidays. Yeah. We have Thanksgiving parties and holiday formal parties that we do every year that we spend thousands and thousands of dollars on. We're not going to be able to do it this year. And that Zoom call is not going to cut it. Yeah. You know, we attendance will wane if we do it at all. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, a really foremost publication, SHRM, Society of Human Resources Management. Um, they've got 
just the largest following in the world. And one of our one of the buyers that we interface with internally in organizations is certainly HR. And so like 40,000 of their professionals read an article about how employers are using Mm -hmm. Preciate Social to have virtual socials for their their employees that will actually delight and not be a drag. And it, that that's what happened. And so that's why I'm blowing up, baby, working around the clock. Yeah. And it's the most exciting thing in the world. And it, more than anything, it's just gratifying when you get to help build stuff that, um, I mean, there's not a category for this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, I mean, I have 15, 20 companies a day that I, I love watching their faces. They get in and they're like, what? You know, yeah. like it, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blowing their minds, man. All right. So let's it's, change the subject. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I'm always tentative awesome. to walk, to discuss anything because mm-hmm. in younger companies I, I think that things are more dynamically changing at all right. times than like if you're at oracle yeah um, yeah some some start you know they're, they're still learning what they are right um but i feel like appreciate it's coming more into its own and, and you guys know the beautiful thing about both both sides of the platform if you will and um the products that we've built the products that we've uh, we're going to build it's dynamic is that they're all in a pursuit of the north star which is our purpose mm-hmm. and you know it, it could be hokey but it is powerful yeah. if you have a governing purpose to the organization like to initiate and strengthen deeper relationships the the next product to come that does that could be even better mm-hmm. and not thought up yet but if it's ultimately doing that and we're actively becoming embedded with these organizations and they're it, it's literally adopting the new mantle of thinking for so long it's been rewards and recognition mm-hmm. and just like oh i i got a recognition so i'm going to go get an airline mile and it was an an extrinsic motivator it was an extrinsic dangled carrot mm-hmm. for behavior that didn't lead to true culture change yeah. you know it it didn't focus on tying it back to your core values. It didn't focus on it focused on competitive energy. It was almost more performance management. Sure. It might incentivize a sales team, but it doesn't lead to team cohesion. Mm-hmm. I've talked to friends that have used other products in the space and they were like, yo, like it kind of like made your blood, you know, mm-hmm. go like you, you got high blood pressure, like <laughs> it made your heart race a little bit because you'd go walk to the bathroom, you'd see the leaderboard and you know, it's on the TV screen yeah. in the office and there's a lot of competitive energy fostered. And you know what? There's a lot of turnover at those types of companies. And the single greatest way to battle, you know, a retention issue is to focus on building stronger relationships on your teams because yep. you're less likely to leave a team where you have strong, connected, like personal friendships where you feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right. Um Man, we haven't even tackled our notes yet. We dude. haven't, which is crazy. We're but, so good. but before we move on, I want to say happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I, I don't have anything on the docket. I'm not. I'm 31 mm-hmm. on Friday, so that's like a really ugly number. <laughs> um, 30 was awesome. You know, I knew 30 was going to be the last good one mm-hmm. until well, you get 35, I guess. Like, I'm sure I'll have a nice dinner with somebody, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. Right. Um, 
I want to say happy early birthday to Courtney, whose birthday is a day after yours. 21st. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the 21st, along with Brian's, which is my mom's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy early birthday to him. And then also today, while I'm at it, is my dad and Shelly's anniversary. <laughs> so just, just any prayer knock- requests? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, so wow. I just okay. want to shout out everybody let me, uh, while it's on my mind. Let me tag all those people back real quick. Um, first of all, you work well with Scorpios. Yeah, I you're do. you're in love my, with one. Yeah, you're also dating Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I know how to handle y'all. <laughs> that is. Do you buy any of that? Oh, never mind. We can circle back, but <laughs> only you. You know what? So I don't know if I believe There's in something to something. I, yeah, I don't know about the moon and the stars and all that, but I will say what opened my eyes to it was, um, I think it was Outliers, whenever Malcolm Gladwell does talk about the hockey team. I know we've talked about this before, but like certain kids were better at hockey um, because they, you know, the, they were born in the spring and were ready to play by winter or something like that. Like because of their age, they met, they made the deadlines in order to be on the team earlier than those that had been born in different months, right? Um, so I, I kind of feel like the same thing um, with zodiac signs or you know whatever month you were born in. I think that does lead to certain opportunities, and that could shape your personality. Is what I'm trying to say. Interesting. Okay. So because, okay. I I, I think there's something to being born in January versus born in july versus august you know like i i I think i think the spacing i i I think provides different opportunities i don't think we'll ever have like quantifiable analysis of what happens to you early on or and it's not it's not foolproof either like people you know but think about the vibe when you're conceived um the vibe as you live in the womb and then the vibe in which you're born into and subsequently witness, you know, I'm thinking about if it's Boston and winter and you're born in November, yeah. the sun's down, depression's up, you know, uh, it's cold as all get out. Nothing's going to break that kid. There's a lockdown. You know, what is that first six months like that yeah. might impact that person? No, f- for real. Yeah. So that I don't know. Something to it. I just find mm-hmm. it ironic because I have found... Well, whenever I read the stuff, I'm like, man, this is dead on. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Anyway, uh, so happy birthday to Courtney. Yeah. Um, I I remember that I remembered that. <laughs> I didn't think about it in that moment. Cause, mainly because mm-hmm. I haven't thought about my birthday or Thanksgiving at all. I've literally been yeah. so dialed in on work that. Right. One day at a time. If I could get to play golf at some point in the next two weeks for my birthday, <laughs> like, I would be yeah. blissful. Just Got overjoyed. Yeah. But yeah, what are you going to do for her? Um, I'm taking her out to dinner on a day early on Friday night. And then she has a brunch that she wants to do with some of her girl girl friends that I'll be a part of. Um, How old is she? She will be 24. Oh, right on, Brad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's beautiful. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> um. And then uh, shout out to Brian. Yes. He's also a Scorpio. Yep. And then 
shout out Geeky just for the heck of it. Um, <laughs> yep. And then and then my dad and Shelly, it's their anniversary today. Um, <sighs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Your phone's off. It is. Will you hand me that though? Because, um, you know, I know that I know it's your special day, yeah. Dean, and you've been yeah. in love. Uh, 15, 15 years. They met in 2000, but it's it's their 15 years uh, anniversary. So that's pretty cool. That's that's commendable. Yeah. 20 years, 20 years knowing you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I want to remind y'all of like who Dean is the other half of the time too. <laughs> um, it's not all roses. The other half of the time? More like 90. Yeah, I want to remind y'all who Dean is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not all bachelor like, yeah. roses and B&Bs, y'all. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how he's made this relationship last so long. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's the... <laughs> Sure, it's the good humor, right? So uh, all you got to do if you want some yo mama jokes from Dean is talk about him on a podcast, <laughs> telling him he hasn't sent you any lately because I got some. I got one that was he's just sending these gems. The best ones are your mama's so stupid. <laughs> I really think the stupid jokes are funnier. <laughs> yeah. um, a little more bite to them. Yeah. So I uh, wanted to let you all know that <laughs> Dean Colvin did send this to me via LinkedIn at 1.14 p.m. 1.14. On a weekday. And he goes, uh, your, your mom is so stupid when thieves broke into her house and stole the TV. She chased after them shouting, wait, you forgot the remote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> happy anniversary, Dad. Yeah, happy anniversary. <laughs> you, you earned it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Your poor wife. <laughs> we love both of them. Um, okay, now I'm looking at my notes for the first notes. time. Circling back to my my move, mm -hmm. can I talk about like we we've been circling back to apps at all parts of this yeah. conversation. the The process of moving and transferring everything when you're moving into a nice building, easy, right? Is so turnkey, and I'm like, wait, are you taking money for like <laughs> where where's the money going? It's all, I, I just basically got this entire digital concierge desk mm -hmm. and they told me everything that I needed to do things, some things I hadn't considered at all. <laughs> so I just get this email. It's like I'd signed my lease and done all of this and I get like my updater profile and my concierge desk and it's like, want to go ahead and change your mailing address with the post office? Want to order a new driver's license? Want us to call AT&T mm -hmm. for you? You need movers? What about renters? Like, I'm like, oh, perfectly. I literally, it's a one-stop shop portal. Yeah, that game has gotten so turnkey. It's uh, yeah, they're they're trying to get people in, man. Um, dev, yeah, M moving has gotten much easier. That's that's all there is to it. I, I was I was like asking Courtney if she needed help with anything. They're like, yeah, no. I mean, they kind of took care of it all, and she's ready to go. She signed her, she officially signed her lease today, and she's ready to move in tomorrow. And has everything set up so she's good to go and it seems like you are too yeah i mean I'm, i don't think i'm as organized as she is on this because i'm working so much that like literally mm -hmm. i can start plotting the move each day yeah. and different things that i have to do in my personal life mm -hmm. at like 10 o'clock when i'm just done yeah she she has everything that she needs in boxes except for furniture which is not going to go in boxes and um as soon as I get off work, like she should have friends that have already taken in the small stuff into the U-Haul. And then her dad and I are going to take the furniture and put it in. And then once we get to her place, Gerald is going to show up and he's going to help me move the furniture in. 
and she'll be good to go. So seems like seems like she has it all all um, all figured out, I guess. Yeah, it's going to go good. Yeah. Wow. So uh, new place so for her birthday. That is. Yeah. That's a uh, for year two, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. I'm like, I'm not even connecting the dots <laughs> on all this stuff. There are star stuff happening everywhere, buddy. Zodiac you Scorpios, man. We're just, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know how we celebrate our yeah. birthdays. <laughs> new year, new place. <laughs> new penthouse, baby. Yeah. Moving on up in the world. Um, Courtney's like, for my birthday, I got a doorman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. So well, busy week for old Brad. Yeah. Yeah. You holding up with all that? I'm doing good, man. Next week is uh, Thanksgiving break, so I, you know, I'm chilling. Um, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ready to put on those sweatpants and chow it, down. It's hard. I would love to cancel every call Wednesday, but they're like some of the most important ones. Like yeah. the weirdest thing about high level executives is that they can often be reached for some of this strategic stuff and like higher level stuff on a Saturday morning or mm-hmm. the week. Like I, I have my best connection rate to the economic buyer, like the actual CFO or whoever in the organization, uh, like the day after national holidays, yeah. like the Tuesday after Memorial day, call every economic buyer in your book, you know, because they're going to answer the phone because mm-hmm. they're the only one in the office. True. So I'm going to try to take Friday too, because I'm going to move that Saturday. Oh, nice. So, or at least start the process. Are we watching football next Thursday? Or is that, or is that not going to be a tradition anymore? Uh, you know, yeah. I just mean in general, like as, yeah, we as are, a right? Dallas Cowboys fan. I think it'll be the first game I take in all season. Okay. So yeah, I want to know the general, we'll have to tweet this out. I want to know the general consensus is like, are we going to be eating good food knowing and like turning on football, knowing that we're going to lose. Um, yeah. Okay. We do that every year, bro. <laughs> no, we, t- uh, we'll, we typically beat the, the football team. Sorry. The football team. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm so like, uh, spa- like I'm not up to date. I'm like, I, I don't care about the Cowboys at all this yeah. season because I understand that we have it, no chance it's at all. It's a good year not to care. So I haven't followed yeah. the minute that it was locked down for team sports like that. And then Dak went out. It was like, okay, I'm, I literally don't even I have not digested a single frame. So oh, man, it'll it's, arbit- been, it's been pitiful. I'm so glad we had a bye week this past week. So I didn't have to hear anything. Um, it'll arbitrarily be on at the family members homes that I'm at. So yeah. All right. Cool. Tradition. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tweet it out from the account because I still want to know people's. I, I mean, you know me, I'll, I'll probably turn it on. Will I watch the whole game? I don't know. We'll have to see. There's some new stuff. Do on you Netflix. not just have football on all day, like all three games? I, I typically do. I, I just don't know if I want to. I don't know. I need to be a true fan and watch it, I guess. I just like having sports on on holidays mm-hmm. just to break up the monotony. Like, I, I don't want to actually carve a goose at like a formal table with you with yeah. no. Well, that's what, like uh, Courtney and I will be at my mom's. And so it'll be us two plus. Um, my mom and Brian. And so all I'm saying is we can sit on the couch and, and watch a movie or Netflix or a comedy special. And well, I, I, I don't know if we, if we watch, if we watch the Cowboys, we'll probably still get a good laugh. So um, I'm going to leave part with the game. I mean, I'm not, 
I don't care. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. At least we can have Thanksgiving. There are some people yeah. that literally are not going to be able to. Oh, yeah. I, I've, this I is what I've been dreading all season. I have coworkers that have had to cancel their their plans because you know they have family family members that live in other states that are on lockdown again. You'd have to quarantine for 14 days and all that, um, and they just can't do it. So very fortunate. You're right. Uh, the thing that I was watching this past weekend that was not football was the Masters. Yeah. And Dustin Johnson took the green jacket, and it was super emotional. And he was super emotional. Mm-hmm. And it was. You cried? Yeah, of course. I, every Masters, you cry. Yeah. I cry at just normal PGA Tour events. It could be the Sony Classic, you know? Yeah. The third string is out, and I'm like, he just got his <laughs> tour card, and this is life changing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely cried. Um, hey, why do golfers uh, bring two pairs of pants to the golf course? <laughs> why? In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah! Uh, <laughs> see. Your dad tells jokes, and now I see where you get it from. <laughs> yeah, yep, here I am. Uh, although you have the worst dad jokes, like he's it's just amazing. like talking about your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it I, I don't have much more to elaborate on, I guess, to this non-golf audience. But, but it was a touching moment. It was great. You enjoyed watching it. it, was it it's well deserved. He's yeah. been he's won in each of the last 13, 14 seasons. He's been prolific over the last 10, 15 years. He's 36, 37 now. Mm-hmm. So this is not a fly-by-night professional. He's won 23 events leading up to this, including a major. This was his 24th PGA Tour victory. Uh, it put him at the 26th all-time in terms of the wins uh, mm-hmm. column on the PGA Tour. I think he tied or surpassed Hale Irwin or somebody pretty prolific in their time. And this was the major that he always wanted to win. He grew up an hour from Augusta across the state line in South Carolina. So he had like his whole family was as many family members as could be were Mm -hmm. at the golf course. And then the rest were like at a house, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that everybody rents homes in the nice communities of, of these, uh, championship championship courses. And so Paulina was there, you know, he's with Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I did not know that. Yes. Dang. That's part of his success is, um, Wayne is a mentor and a mentor in golf or just a mentor in life in winning. Okay. He, he's great. Greatest hockey player. Well, um, but greatest athlete mindset. Yeah. You know, and so the, the common denominators between a Jordan, a Gretzky, a Johnson, you know, all these different people, uh, almost transcend sport at that point. Got it. And also, Paulina is a dime. Yeah. A oh my goodness. Paulina Gretzky. Go, go find how you can search on Instagram now in that new mess of a <laughs> UI and look up Paulina Gretzky and then thank me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the relationship almost father son, like between Wayne and Dustin, mm-hmm. that's that relationship has been on. They're like a long-term couple with kids type deal. They've been together for years and years. Yeah. And, I think that a lot of that grooming has led to this intense focus and wow. um, it's definitely a power alliance between two athletic families. That's you know? really cool. And his brother was his caddy and his brother was crying when he made and the last putt because keep it in the he's been on his bag for seven years and he just watched his brother. He had a pivotal role in helping his brother win the Masters, which yeah. 
there's footage of Dustin from 30 years ago as a kid in South Carolina saying, all I want to do is play in the masters one day. And so, um, to watch somebody like scale their mountain is crazy every time. That's, that's incredible. I like that. Could be Goggins on a road. Just, Mm -hmm. they they told me that (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I love those videos. Those tried to break me down. But you know what? There's a correlation between all these people, winners in life. Like, Ricky Fowler is always liking Lewis Hamilton or F1's Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, David Goggins, Rory McElroy is up on his Instagram yeah. all the time. Like half the golf professionals or F1 drivers or any high level athlete, businessman, whatever, uh, they, they're ingesting the same stuff in certain respects. There's crossover. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton and F1 was worthy of watching this weekend. Crazy Turkish Grand Prix, covered in rain. Mm-hmm. Um, he won his seventh world championship and is now tied with Michael Schumacher in that regard. As, wow. And he has he's like the all-time winningest F1 driver ever. And meanwhile, I'm watching Abraham Answer, a Mexican-born PGA Tour professional, that he if he wasn't a pro golfer, he wanted to be an F1 driver. And... Mm-hmm. He's literally in the final pairing at Augusta at the the Masters, and I've been watching him with an eagle eye for about fifteen months now. Yeah, he's been he's never won. He's going to win, and then he's going to win a lot. And he would be the first Mexican to ever win on PGA Tour. Wow. No, I'm sorry, Carlos Ortiz took that role uh, the weekend prior at the Houston oh, Open. Wow. So Carlos back Ortiz back. was the first Mexican-born player to win on the PGA Tour. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but there's that common denominator that unites all these people, you mm-hmm. know, and they have to source yeah. each other out for support. That drive. Because nobody else has encountered what you've encountered successfully. Yeah. Man. That's inspiring. I like that. That that leads me like we've been talking about work and being beat down and all that. And I'm really having to channel some of that inspiration and just look to the people that you can't look to people that you don't want to be right. for guidance or uh, to, to model anything that you should think is applicable to your life. Yeah. Um, you have to look up and around. And so I, there's a lot of stress that goes into what I, I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I found a quote this week really powerful in this regard. And it's something that in terms of like raw ownership and being responsible and all of this stuff that I've really wanted to harness and I wanted to share. Um, It goes like this. Stress primarily comes from not taking action over something that you have some control over. Stress comes from ignoring things that you shouldn't be ignoring. Jeff Bezos. Mm. And when I'm sitting on the couch on a weekend or a weeknight and I'm feeling stressed, I shouldn't be feeling stressed because I should be able to schedule things out and think strategically and execute. And maybe it's because I don't have an effective system for returning this communication Mm -hmm. or I know that this is still on my plate and I haven't, I haven't tackled it, but I also haven't even budgeted time that I would tackle it. Maybe the planning of it would assist me. And I also think that quote's interesting because that's saying that, and I think I might agree with it is that, perhaps we think or we worry more about the things that we can't control and don't 
rather than stressing out about the things that we can't control. Because a lot of times you say, oh, don't worry about the things that you can't control. Just handle the stuff that uh, you can do, right? But what this quote is saying is like, you know, there are certain steps that you can take to, to handle that stress and don't sit around, like create a plan, keep it moving. Like don't just stay idle, right? Um, yeah, and don't offset the the blame or the responsibility of your stress onto other like this is this is part of my point with Trump people like Trump haters that mm-hmm. you know everything could be crumbling around them and it was because of Trump <laughs> and yeah. like you they never met sure. he didn't know your name yeah. he'd never been to your town mm-hmm. and it's like actually maybe maybe the things that you were blaming on extrinsic things you could have gone to the gym and worked out you could have mm-hmm. slept better you could have done whatever yeah planned better you know, things that were in your control. Sure. Um, we only, we can only control our reaction and, you know, to a certain extent, try to maintain our consciousness in those, in those efforts. But um, I've got another one for you. Last one, Austin actually at Lambda school who Heston referenced, mm-hmm. you referenced on last week's episode. He, um, he had tweeted out, Oh, I'm sorry. No, he tweeted out the Bezos okay. um, comment. Uh, the next one actually comes from a guy named Justin Can. Mm-hmm. Justin Can, uh, I actually, I actually got to see him present at uh, YC and Saster out in the Bay Area a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and he was uh, Justin was the original guy from Justin TV, which is now Twitch TV. Yes, and so he's had a whirlwind experience since. He's actually had his own his own round of failures, you know, his last, so when I was in YC in 2019, um, he was, um, CEO of Atrium, which was trying to disrupt the, the legal space and do like software as a service with retained legal expert advice. And they changed business models, but they were one of these darlings that raised a bunch of capital and lots of press. He's on the big stage and I'm thinking, Oh, I'm a schmuck. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be him. It was that total moment, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome moment that company is gone, you know, right. It, it failed. It, it had to shut its doors. It ran out of cash. Um, it didn't work. And he's still the founder of Twitch TV, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, so there's ups and downs and he shared a lot of raw emotional guidance and stuff like that on Twitter. So mm-hmm. definitely look up Justin can. And one thing he wrote was every day I write in my gratitude journal, I am the source of my own approval in the world. Two years later, it is finally working. Mm. Every day I write in my gratitude journal, I am the source of my own approval in the world. I'm the source of my own approval in the world. I like that. Yeah, like we're, we're always talking about legacy and I'm always thinking like, oh, it's going to kick in mm-hmm. after I'm gone or later in life. And one of the things with the weddings recently and with having to step up and like be a man at work Mm -hmm. and just in a lot of areas is um, your legacy is right now. Yeah. I have an offshoot example of that. And I read an article today about George Clooney, who um, it recently came about that in the mid, like I think, I don't know, maybe 2011, 2014. Um, several years ago, he had given a million dollars each to 14 of his closest friends 
who have helped him out whenever he was down, given him money, a place to stay has always been like a solid rock for him and everything. And he was basically saying like, you know, these 14 people, they would be written into my will um, and would receive this money, you know, if I were hit by a bus today. But why would I wait to be hit by a bus when, you know, I can, I can share that with them now. And so, you know, you talk about like leaving a legacy, like why wait until you're gone to reap those benefits and those rewards and see all the great things that are coming out of it, right? Whenever you can share that with those around you now and like you can gain something from it as well. Like, I think it is cool to leave something behind and have like, leave like a lasting impression. Like that would be awesome. But to be able to enjoy that with the people around you, I mean, that's amazing too. Yeah, maybe it's just coming out of your 20s and newfound social media craze and that whole generation where, you know, we didn't always act right. Like I didn't always act right interpersonally, just like face to face, or it was less taken less seriously maybe than it should have been because uh, you're always optimizing for the gram or whatever's going on. Like it's really about, I, I don't know, like your focus changes and your brand is what people say about you when you aren't in the room. And you don't need a whole lot of time for that brand to kick in. And yeah. as you encounter new people, especially at an older age now, like a, a more mature adult age, it's like, oh, this is like the, they're going to form an opinion based off this, you know, like we're at that age, you yeah. know, it's not just like, oh, that friend keeps getting brought around. It's like, <laughs> this is all optional and yeah. we pick and choose who we want to be around. Right. Yeah. So you know, the, the people that you choose to put in your circles, optional, the actions that you choose, you know, you become responsible for them. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pivot to a lyric that I heard this week from none other than Russ. I think I've talked about Russ in the past. Is that the, what they know guy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he dropped an EP this week. Okay. Five songs. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the lyric first, but he's talking about how my circle's getting tight, tighter. I swear it's like an oval. Um, you know, just little bar, but um, <laughs> sorry, was I supposed to go like, oh, bam, bam, bam. no, I'm just trying to find a way to pivot to talk about music. That's all. Oh, uh, I uh, take it away. Um, but and I like Russ a lot. I'm thanks for the dude, tip. And I mean, he's just a, a highly inspiring person. You know, we've talked a lot about music and artists owning the rights to all their songs and everything. Russ, he produces all of his own beats. Uh, he writes his own lyrics. He uploads like he's not signed to any label or anything. And so he literally will like make a million dollars in a month off of a song that he's released. Um, he will just drop single after single. A lot of them don't even appear on his albums, but he'll just get the streams because he has such a core fan base um, that he just brings in so much revenue. It, it's insane. How many streams is a million dollars a month? Um, let's see. Is a million dollars let's see how many streams does it take to earn a dollar so about 1500 listens get you a dollar i believe and so yeah it, it says it takes almost 1500 plays to earn a single dollar on spotify yeah but if you're drake and you have like billions right and that's daily listen like how many I'll speak for myself, and this is for Drake and Russ. How many of those songs have I played multiple times a day? You know what I mean? Like not even just an album, but like 
I'll play that song and I'll be like, dude, that hits and I will run mm-hmm. it back. <laughs> you know it's what like I mean? like me with the new Yellow Beezy. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> whenever you make great music, like it's not far fetched to get that many listens. I know 1500 um, seems like a, a lot if if you're uploading, really. a, up, uploading a song from for a first time. Yeah, sure. hundred um, percent. And so it can seem a little daunting. But Russ, he built himself from a ground up, found a fan base like on SoundCloud and the rest is history. Um, but I was, I was just going to talk about his EP, which I just find incredible. It's called chomp. Um, and again, five songs. He has King crooked on the first one, ab soul on the second. The third is produced by DJ premier, which is one of the top, uh, beat makers in the world right now. The fourth one is with Busta rhymes. And the fifth one is with black thought and Benny, the butcher, Benny, the butcher is my favorite rapper at the moment. Um, Russ gets a lot of flack for being like in the hip hop world. Uh, you know, a lot of his songs are like lovey dovey R and B stuff. So they think he's kind of soft and like, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his raps, but this one, this, this EP, he's just rapping like hmm. no other. Um, I highly recommend it if you're into rap. Um, did, I, I was uh, just super impressed by it. Did Benny the butcher get shot? He did. He got shot in the leg. Um, what do I know of his? So he's, I think I've talked about his group before. He's in, he's in this rap group called Griselda. Okay. Um, he, this is his second song with Russ. So maybe I've played, um, the first song that they were on together for you at one point. I just Um, see him all over Twitter, all online. He's just amazing. And I'm like, I don't, I know that I must know his stuff, but I'm unaware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you like Griselda is like the new Wu Tang. Um, so he's obviously going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it wasn't like a fatal. It wasn't fatal or anything. Um, people ran up on him. They they had been stalking him. He, he he and his crew, I think, stopped like at a Walmart or something. They had to get supplies and um, they they shot him. Uh, there were multiple shootings. Uh, different rappers within the past week or two. Two. Did you see, uh, little boozy badass got shot in Dallas. Yeah, because got he was, shot at. He was at a wake. For another rapper that had been killed the week before. No, he was at like the big Texas Mart or whatever it is. Mm. He was in the parking lot of like this pretty ghetto store. I'm I want to say I'm pretty positive. Okay, maybe he was on his way to one, but I know that he was, I, I'm sure that he was in proximity yeah, yeah, and yeah. route. But um, he was I think the sprinter was like at like yeah. big tucks, whatever. Right. But that dude got apprehended, right? I don't um, know. I just saw the initial like I saw in real time on Twitter, I kid you not, it was every other tweet was, mm-hmm. hey, no, he was shot at, you know, there yeah. no bullet holes in the sprinter. And then the next one would be like, they shot Lil Boozy, RIP. Yeah. And then the next one was, uh, you know, uh, shots confirmed. Uh, he was targeted, wasn't actually shot at all. Mm-hmm. And then some were mortal wounds, some were like life ending wounds. It, it was just every single story right. in the first 10 tweets. Hard to know what's going on. That's why I kind of just wait for the dust to settle. But I also kind of thought this is boozy, you yeah. know, he's a, uh, he's been shot before. <laughs> like this ain't no, nothing new. It's not anything new, but I still like, it's Man, tough to have, walk outside and constantly have to look over your shoulder. He, he is a fortune teller though. He's yeah. a futuristic dude because it must've been 2010 that he called what 2020 would be. He was like, now everybody likes Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. 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 <laughs> they on them doves uh, like Zoom. Man, that's great. And now we all Zooming. Now we're all Zooming. 
man boozy wow that's insane uh i i want to talk about so this is like my main story of the week which i find crazy um you've been you've been i I can't wait to hear what happened here what are you about to say okay (laughs) you teased this to me earlier and i'm like what you're gonna get a kick out of it listeners i'm sorry if you don't know who either of these people are carson and i you know we've had guests for the past three weeks i just need to talk to my friends yeah so, so this is what we're doing right now heston didn't have a whole lot of insight on the rap game for some reason <laughs> i thought he would provide more to be honest but I, you know what he was turned us on the parlor app real quick certainly. so <laughs> yeah jokes th- aside that's that's yeah. di- that's like diversity of thought right there Truly. we have differing yeah this is the weekly catch-up, yeah. man. Yeah, we're not going to be cornered. You can't right. box us in. Please tell me your story of the week. All right. Jeezy. Yeah. Formerly Young Jeezy. Yes. Okay. Goes by the name of Jeezy now and Gucci Mane. Okay. You're aware of both of these rappers. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me in the mall. It's going down Jeezy. <laughs> Even if you're an adult, you no. probably heard of that song one t- Okay. So Meet I'm me just... in the mall. It's going down. That's Young Jock. Oh, dude. What Dang, am I dude. I put on for my city. Oh, okay. Oh, that's Jeezy. You need to understand <laughs> that if you're going to go all the way back to the beginning <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Jeezy, it's a little song called Soul, soul Survivor, Survivor with, with Akon. Akon. Oh, you're my soulmate. <laughs> that's, I'm like, <laughs> it's going down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that song my fault. wasn't that's even my good. That's, that's Young Jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Soul Survivor. Man, don't test my my 2000s rap knowledge is unparalleled. Okay. I actually listened to that the other day and I was like, man, because yeah. that's when he still had the, yeah, anyway. Okay, you on. need to know that the hate between these two people run deep. Okay. okay. Gucci Mane. Um, They're both Atlanta, right? Yeah, I want to say yes. Um, But Gucci Mane, so Jeezy, he had a friend a while ago. They got shot and killed. And it's alleged that um, Gucci Mane is the one that killed him. Okay. They they went to trial. Um, There weren't enough. There wasn't enough evidence. But ever since then, like, they've been throwing shots at each other, like, hardcore, like, disrespectful um, terms. And so um, several episodes ago, I talked about the versus battles that are going on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're hosted by Timbaland and um, oh, another beat producer, uh, Swizz Beats, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And you know they're just getting like the best rappers or the best R and B singers or groups, and they're pitting them together. And you know it's just like a fun um, pairing, and, and people <laughs> will get on Instagram and like vote for who wins. For our suburban listeners, Swiss Beats is married to Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. So there yes. you go. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> no one. Yeah, no they know. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. Um, if I ain't got you, it's a classic song. Yeah, she's uh, she's wonderful. I named my second car after Alicia Keys. Yeah. Anyway, um, you're a car namer. <laughs> I certainly am. I'm like, this is the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Okay, but anyway, um, so originally. Let's see. I want to make sure that I get this right. What happened between Young Jock Jeezy and <laughs> Gucci Mane? Um, Gucci. Let me get to the story. Okay. So it was confirmed that um, Jeezy, <laughs> Jeezy would be versing T.I., another, okay. another great battle rapper. But T.I. gracefully bowed out because he saw that there was a lot of people that wanted Gucci Mane and Jeezy to go head to head. Now, remember, like in the past, all these versus battles have been 
you know, there might have been rivalries and everything, but it's not like any of them killed one of their best friends. Okay. This is like real life that happened. And so people are like, there's no way that they would ever get together. Well, it is happening. And they've actually taken to social media. And Gucci Man has even gone as far as like posting memes about the friend that he allegedly killed. Like it's, and so this is going to go live on, um, uh, I think it's tomorrow, the 19th. Um, let's see. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, November 19th. So this is happening tomorrow. I'm going to report back on it next week. Yeah, well, but we're, supposedly we're um, on. So I get to watch it live on Apple Music. I'm sure it'll be posted elsewhere later. But I think <laughs> OK, yeah. uh, um, well, tell me how it goes real time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Um, but it's crazy because they have not been like in the same room for years and years and there's legitimate uh, like violence that has happened between the two. And so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but if you're a fan of rap, then I don't, your eyes are going to be peeled for, for what's about to go down. Um, as far as who's going to win the, just the, the versus battle, I think it's going to be Jeezy. Um, a lot more radio hits. Plus he has the street anthems while Gucci man, he doesn't have as many, um, public songs that have blown up are I, you are you hating on gucci a little bit right now? i'm not hating on him i i probably actually listen to gucci man more yeah but, me too but i'm saying as far as like uh wide appeal i think jeezy has it still yeah. i feel like that ended nah what was his last hit um yeah I, it doesn't matter what his last hit was i mean it, it matters how many hits he has in the back because if they if they do 20 songs versus each other it doesn't matter how recent they were if he puts on put on for my city and soul survivor and he has that song uh he has a song with kanye um so wait i don't understand what happens in these versus battles they use so, their own songs oh yeah any song that they've they've been a part of that they've had a verse on or that they have produced um, one of them will do, will go, they'll pick their song first for the first 10 and then they'll switch and the other person will pick their song first and each one will have to pit a song against it when it from their own catalog. Oh, oh, well then yeah, Jeezy's going to, right. Work. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. He I just didn't even understand appeal. what happened. He just these. has more appeal. I was picturing roast battle. Yeah, I tried to bring this back. I, or I tried to talk about this a while ago and I brought up like ludicrous or something and you laughed me out of the room. So I stopped. No, no, no. Yeah, well, why would uh, I have done that? Like, this is interesting. Um, this is, but uh, granted, I kind of <laughs> agree with you. If we're talking about ludicrous, we probably right. we probably wouldn't take it as serious. But, but um, yeah, no, it, it's just going to be crazy. So, as a fan of hip hop, are, are we rap, thinking that one's going to pull out a Glock and? Well, that that's what I'm saying. Especially, is that what we're especially hoping for? With, <laughs> I feel like that's what you built me up to. I'm like, are they going to shoot each other? Like, gotta I, tune in. I just want you to be prepared. In case it does happen, man. Because man, so Jeezy's more likely to win with the catalog. Who's more likely to pull a gun out and shoot the other one's head off? Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Yeah. Even I don't know. So somebody tweeted like, yeah, probably. Somebody tweeted like Gucci Man saying, "Go dig your partner up." I bet he can't say. Mm. And uh, it's like Jeezy attacking him, and then Gucci Man like retweeted that, and he's just like been going off and liking people dissing Jeezy and, and at the expense of his friend that was killed. And you're telling me you said earlier they're about that, to be in the same room that Gucci is rumored to have killed him. Correct. You mean like he paid people to kill him, right? Um, Are you talking like by his own hand? By his own hand. What? By his own trigger. 
Um, okay. Yep. Like back in the day. Yeah. How far? Um, because all his recent legal battles know. were actually kind of, they were kind of like mischaracterized, right? Like he me, did a wheelie and went back to prison. I can, yeah, I think so. Um, he was in prison, and oh, this was in two thousand five. Yeah, but it, it wasn't like he got some goons to go shoot him up. It's like he did it himself. Man, if you get shot by a man with an ice cream cone tattooed on his face, that's yeah. pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, love your tracks. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the bangers. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a crazy world, but I, I just wanted to bring that up because I know we both have been back in the day. You would, I can't believe that I brought up uh, it's going down. How dumb of me. Yeah. I regret that forever. It made me. I remember one time you asked me if I felt like I was part of the culture and very <laughs> yeah, condescending. I dropped the ball there. And uh, so that that moment made me feel. Pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Pretty cool. Thank you for correcting me. I'm on the mixy mix tables over here. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Settle but, down. But 2000s rap knowledge is unparalleled because yeah. that's that's all we consume. That's all I consumed. Mm -hmm. You know, Young Jeezy. Yeah. That I used to. Oh. Mm -hmm. Ti. I don't listen to those guys anymore. No. Gucci. Ti just to. came out with a great album though. Yeah. Like two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. I I've quit discovering music. Um. Yeah, you, you like you've settled for more of like the trap beats. Yeah, rather, just, rather than like the anthems or the the lyrical miracle type stuff, you know. Wait, what? You know, like the conscious rap, like <laughs> the conscious rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff that I don't like. Right. Yeah, like more of like common. You know what I mean? I common was my first rap concert ever. Sure, but <laughs> when's the last time you looked them up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, like, so that's what I'm saying is no, you kind of traded that in. I listened to like basically filthy mumble rap, right? And so like young young thug. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the one I was talking about earlier? Ye Yellow Beezy. Well, no, the one I was talking about earlier, earlier. But Yellow Beezy, I could talk about him all day because he's doing it for the cliff. Yeah, Oh Cliff, that's my hood. What other rapper is at his level that hails from anywhere near us at this time? Nobody. Yeah, he is. The, his new track solid uh with who's the guy on that uh i don't know i can look it up that's a salt dude he just continues to produce things that like i love um, and i get super excited because 42 doug yeah i've never heard of him but it's important because these beats matter because <laughs> he yeah. born and raised in dallas he mm -hmm. was shot in dallas he recovered in dallas he's I don't know. It's cool because like Dallas is not a notorious rap city. Yeah. Houston is the Texas rap town. Bun B, Paul Wall, mm -hmm. Chameleon Air. Oh, Houston, Texas, baby. Yeah. All them like Slim Thug. Uh, yeah. You said Chameleon Air, Paul Wall, like uh, Baby Bash. <laughs> I don't know if I'd throw him in with them. Baby Bash. <laughs> sugar, sugar. Yeah. It's a little different. And he did Cyclone too, right? Yeah, with yeah. T Pain. Yeah. Um, but again, I so I'm looking forward to that show tomorrow. And I, I also want to just again recommend Chomp, uh, the EP by Russ. It, it the dude's rapping his ass off. Like it's it's pretty crazy. I got one more thing to add before we go. I want to see if you've seen this. Um because yeah, I'd heard it. This guy was making the rounds on a bunch of the comedian podcasts, uh, and I can't remember his name right now. I apologize, but mm -hmm. um I 
got a I think I accidentally subscribed to Showtime okay. um, again, but I watched this docu-series on the Comedy Store in mm-hmm. LA and its initial beginnings and all the way to where it is today mm-hmm. with like Rogan shot the last episode of that with Annie Lieberman, Whitney Cummings, um, several others, like I'm spacing to the moment, but um, right before he moved to Austin, Texas, like earlier this year. Okay. And so are you familiar with the comedy store? Yes. I, I, I've heard a lot of comedians talk about it on their uh, respective pro- podcasts. How, how do I find out the comedian? What do I need to Google to find out? Oh, just was? Google um, the comedy store uh, docuseries and IMDb or something. But anyway, I had heard about this docuseries and Rogan had talked about it on his podcast several times with different comedians that have been a part of it. Cause I know Bill Burr was like anybody who is anybody mm-hmm. Bill Burr, Louis CK. Um, th- they interviewed David Letterman, Jay Leno, uh, every single comedian that is mainstream in America came out of the comedy store and they were the first, it was almost like a YC or an SNL training ground for stand-up comedy that scroll through these names yeah yeah um it was mike bender mike bender let me see him i believe let me double check real quick um yeah it it definitely was mike bender but let me read these names to you real quick um all of these people appeared they had live sets uh like on this docuseries oh this is like a six-part docuseries and it goes through the initial founding where Mm -hmm. You know, Polly Shore's mom was the head maestro hmm. of the comedy store. When she divorced uh, Polly Shore's dad, she said, all I want is the comedy store. Yeah. And she saw it as this, um, this new thing that she could do. And it used to be that you would not get paid. You had to try out. You had to audition. You could have already been on Conan or Letterman or uh, Leno or Carson. And you still had to audition for Mitzi Shore. Wow. And if she liked you, you got to be a regular. And then they struck. They did a strike back in the day and tried to get paid. And <laughs> I'm I'm talking like Eddie Murphy. You know, let me, let me read these names: Louis Anderson, Bill Burr, Jay Leno, Tim Allen, Neil Brennan, Louis C.K. Jim Carrey was a major player in this docu series. Uh, Whitney Cummings, Eddie Griffin, Eleanor Kerrigan, Argus Hamilton, David Letterman, Howie Mandel, Paul Rodriguez, Bob Saget, Andrew Santino. Tom Segura, Sam Tripoli, Jeff Altman, Andrew Dice Clay, Joey Diaz, Nikki Glaser, Whoopi Goldberg, Eric Griffin, Anthony Jeselnik, Michael Dang. Keaton, Dang. Burt Kreischer. Michael Keaton got his start at the Comedy Store. Really? Before he was a movie star. Before he was Batman. Burt Kreischer, Annie Lieberman, Liederman, Bobby Lee, Richard Lewis, Sebastian Maniscalco, Mark Marin, Court McCown, Ari Shafir, Polly Shore, Damon Wayans, John Witherspoon. A lot of heavy hitters. Martin Lawrence, Leslie Jones, Kevin Nealon, Joe Rogan, Jeff Ross, Eliza, Theo, Judd Apatow. Um, it, it's literally just like real to real, the who's who of comedy for the last 40 years. And this this place's instrumental role in the way that uh, stand-up comedy became collaborative, but also competitive and a, a real craft that you could hone with an appreciation for the art where the artists and the comedians were prioritized even above, you know, the, the beer sales. And as a mm-hmm. result, 
there was a line around the corner for this place for three different showrooms on weeknights. It was world famous because you could go in there and as recently as last year, you'd see Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Sebastian, Andrew Santino, and Joey Diaz all in the same night for one ticket price. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's had these like downturns where, you know, something happens. And the last one was the last big downturn before they brought it back to life because it's been open like 40 mm -hmm. years. So there's been seven, five, seven years at a time where it's right. not been the place Close. to be or um, just like closed, not closed, but sad. Okay. And they go to the Laugh Factory and these other venues. Right. Um, the last time was when Joe Rogan confronted Carlos Mencia on stage and accused him of being the joke thief that he was because Carlos Mencia, it used to be if Carlos Mencia mm -hmm. was on the ticket that night, n comics wouldn't do their new material in front of him while he was there because they were afraid he would just take it. Yeah. He'd do your opening act right in front of you yeah. and then send you up on stage and mess with you. Joe Rogan confronted him back in like Oh four Oh seven on stage and was banned from the comedy store and lost his agent as a result because at the time Carlos's stand-up career was much larger than his. Wow. And look at him now. They were ripping and roaring hard until COVID. And then that that's just killed the LA entertainment scene. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I definitely want to watch this. It's really if you enjoy stand-up comedy, yep. like I know we It'll both just give do, you like a, it's the history appreciation. Well, because it starts with Richard Pryor back yeah. in the day, and you you don't understand the what what a close circle these people were mm -hmm. until you see Richard Pryor standing with Whoopi and Jay and understand mm -hmm. like this is a fraternity. Yeah, you know, you got a network in the fraternity. Right, a passage. That's great. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be watching that over the weekend probably. Well, since you won't be watching the boys, watch the comedy <laughs> store on Showtime. Yeah, definitely. You got anything else this week, bro? Man, um, it's been a great episode. I, I, I just want to say, combo. just want to say, I'm I'm happy to be back uh, with you. And uh, again, I want to wish you a happy early birthday, and hope you feel extra loved this Thank Friday. You. Thank and, you. Um, happy birthday to all the November. Yeah, yeah. Scorpio all birthdays. Scorpios. I, I love Courtney. I love you all to death. You know. All right. Well, when we come back next time, are we going to record next week? Uh, we, we can talk about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks, folks. <laughs> uh, what you do on Monday? Um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll okay. talk off air. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we can do something. But uh, yeah, I'll be another year older yeah. the next time that we come back. Incredible. So wiser. Listen for that. Harder, better, nice faster, gravel stronger. Voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. We will catch you up next time. Have a great, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you before Thanksgiving. I yeah, guess. you'll hear from us. Have a great weekend. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys.